Tonight on AfterBuzz TV's Thursday Night Football After Show, we break down AFC East Division Battle, Jets versus Bills, and look into this Sunday's action, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, I'm about to bring the jet flag for the Jets fans. I have one of those. Crowd is loud. We know you're loud because you are stoked. Green oh, lights yeah, in the Yeah, look at that. Because we are Good finally time. bringing you Thursday Night Football here at AfterBuzz TV. You're watching live on AfterBuzz TV, YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud. You're liking, subscribing, telling the world about AfterBuzz TV. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Tariff, breaking down Thursday Night Football this week. I got the group with you, with me. This is the crew that's going to break down football every Thursday night for you. Directly to my left, it is Miss JJ Jurgens. Hi, guys. Over on the other side, we got Jill Monroe. Hello. And Mr. Michael Rippey. Thank you, thank you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, week two of the NFL officially kicks off tonight. AFC East battle, Jets, Bills. Jets with the win, 37-31, but it really felt like a much bigger win than that. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Jets dominated the action for most of the game. You know, I was surprised that it was as close as it was at various parts. I really thought that, um, you know, after about the first quarter that somebody was going to run away with it. I actually was thinking that it was going to be like the last four times, and it was going to be the Bills. So it was a really good game that you had to watch all the way to the end. Yeah, I thought a great way to kick it off, a great show for us to be able to kick off with because there were so many great things to talk about, and with it being back and forth like like close like that it made for a lot of great moments and and normally i would say thursday night football games are not that exciting i thought tonight there was a lot of plays that were big and there was a lot of excitement oh yeah definitely and it I mean started off like oh we're gonna have a shootout right away tyrod taylor with an 84 yard touchdown pass mm-hmm. with one of the first plays of the game it, it went so high in the air that the camera guy didn't even catch it it was just like yeah. out of the screen then in the screen bills uh receiver in the end zone yeah, I mean, um, it was a good win with, with the 84-yard touchdown grab there. So yeah. all of a sudden, we're like, okay, this is going to be an interesting game. <laughs> yeah. About time. It, but then, you know, most teams, all of a sudden, that long of a bomb, that early in the game, you get frowsed. But the Jets, with veteran leadership, steadied the course, calmed themselves down, and had one of the most balanced games that I remember seeing from a team. You know, on a short week, it was uh, right. a good game plan from uh, Todd Bowles and the Jets, and they they you know moved around through the air and on the ground, and they really were the superior team. You think they're happy that Ryan Fitzpatrick finally signed that contract? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. He was on fire tonight. I mean, right. the guy could do no wrong. He looked amazing. That it was very interesting in the first quarter that he didn't really go much to um, Decker or Marshall, but they sure. Uh, Came alive in the rest of the game. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> At the start, they, they utilized uh, unknown receiver Quincy Inunua, mm-hmm. and he was big. He was catching everything yeah. at the start, and that, that's an g- exciting moment for Jets fans if you have that third receiver to go with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. And, right. you, yeah. and you know millions of people who play fantasy football are like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like who is adding he? Him. Who is he? We <laughs> must, <laughs> must add Who him. can I drop? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His percentage ownership is going up It's going to sure. skyrocket tonight. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, journeyman, we th- we were thinking, like, how many teams has he played on? And it's really been like six, seven Five, teams. Six. And Buffalo was one of them. So. Right. 
And and the Jets have lost their last five games against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. Coach, so. Come in today with a balanced offense. And really, it was, you know, the veterans. You know, a lot of guys that they're saying, hey, these guys are definitely going to be slowing down. Like Brandon Marshall, six catches, 101 yards tonight. And there was a point where it looked like he was—he almost like tore his ACL yeah, up here right. and came right back on the field and dominated afterwards. That, yeah. that was a big moment because totally. early, early in the second uh, quarter, it did look like there was a serious uh, potentially uh, injury for Brandon Marshall, but he only left the field mm-hmm. for a couple plays, made it back, and, and still had a huge impact on the game. We're going to really have to see how he turns out tomorrow, though, especially, you know. He'll be I mean, nice and sore tomorrow. It's a short yeah. week. It's a short week. So I think about that with players, especially when stuff like that happens. Fatigue, it's, you know, this early in the season. They just played Sunday. They're just getting into the um, flow of the season. So that's something that you're going to have to kind of watch for. Marshall is an older player. So. But but mm-hmm. it's also, on the positive side of that, sure. they had a short week here, which means they a have long, a longer break. Sure. So which, he has more time to rest mm-hmm. heading to the following Which, game. if you win the Thursday night game, is nice. Get yes. that extra rest. <laughs> you already won. You get that rest. And this was a big game for both Buffalo and New York, not just because it was a division game, but they had both lost week one. So yeah. you don't want to go to 0-2, especially when their schedule gets tough for both, both teams. Both teams' schedule is pretty rocky, more so for the Jets. So for me, um, just them winning really kind of sets them up for the season. And I'm sure they still were dealing with the heartbreak of the end of last season with the Bills being the ones to knock them out of their playoff contention. Oh, so. revenge was They're, definitely on their mind. Yeah. yeah. There was such an interesting percentage, too, with teams that go 0-2 at the beginning. They only have a 14% chance of uh, making the playoffs versus if you win the 1-2, and two, then you have a 40%. That's right. a big it's percentage big. jump. Well, well, so, well, let's talk about Buffalo, you know, on while we're on a subject that. Because Buffalo was coming in this season with a lot of positive expectations. A lot of people felt they were making the right moves. Tyrod Taylor come back healthy. $92 million. Th- that. That little That's number. That's elite yeah. quarterback money. So. And, you know. <laughs> wow. They they got to play spoiler last year for the Jets. Try to use that momentum heading into the season. Rex Ryan definitely job on the line. Need to you know perform well, and they did not show up at all in Week One. And then Week Two, they scored, but their defense just wasn't there to stop the Jets. And and this and the thing about that is that when you've always thought about Rex Ryan, yes. the, what Rex Ryan made his name on was defense, right. And so if your team is going to score 31 points and you're Rex Ryan, your team has to win that football game. And have you noticed with Rex, I'm sorry, no, JJ, go for but it. just that the balance so far with his teams has been really one-sided. It's either been when he was still with the Jets, sort of the defense sort of came together, but the offense, eh, not so much. I know he hasn't had great players. And it seems to be with the Bills that he's managed to get a handle on the offense, but his specialty, to your point, hasn't locked in. It's gone the reverse way that you would think of. And it's one of the things about Rex Ryan that has been seen from his days with the Jets that realistically, every team that that Rex Ryan takes over, his team progressively gets worse year in, year mm-hmm. out. It goes downhill instead of uphill. So, And it looks like that's what's happening with this Bills team. They're off to an 0-2 start. They're, they have you know struggle straight ahead. So, Yeah, and you, you have the talented players. you got LaShawn McCoy tonight. 59 yards, not really much of a factor tonight. And so you got to play that out. You still scored 31 points. Now, one of those those touchdowns was from a great fumble recovery. That's right. But 
you got to balance that out. And again, Rex Ryan, defensive genius. No excuse to give up 37 points. I want to ask you guys, what do you think, given that, what you just stated, what do you think about him bringing his brother on, Rob, who does not have a good record, you know, has been fired by two teams and has one of the lowest ranking defenses ever? I mean, how do you justify bringing him on to your team? It's it's a brother trying to give brother another job. <laughs> well, I know, yeah. but how do you explain real? that to the people that think, pay for you know that run this? Honestly, comes down to just family first. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you know, I remember several years ago, my brother was in between jobs. He crashed on my couch a little bit, gave him a place to stay while he kind of rebuilt, and now he's making far more money than I am. But <laughs> besides that, this is all it is. Rob Ryan failed in New Orleans. Failed in Dallas, failed wherever else he's been. Really, he's failing currently in Buffalo, yeah. and, he's, um, and mm-hmm. he just gave up thirty-seven points on a short week. On and a he's short gaining week. weight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just if this is my business, I, I don't have room for that. Out, you know, like. Yeah. His, I mean, at the end of the day, his name is still on the line. He's the head coach. You know, who, he's got to make these decisions. Who would be if if someone got fired mid-season? Who would get a first? Rob Ryan or Rex Ryan? Well, well, they both go at the same time. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think I think it, it's a good point. The job is on the line, and I think that Rex is putting himself in a position to easily be maybe the first NFL head coach fired this season. Hmm. He could very well. Be. I mean, they continue this. What you had their schedule in the next few weeks? Who who do they play coming up here? So um, for the Bills, next next week they're going to be home again, but the Arizona Cardinals. comes to town. Yeah, and, they they deal with the Cardinals and they're next week. Pissed. After yeah. week one. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, 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 only can't afford to lose many yeah. games, and they're always prepared with under Bruce Arians. So that's yeah. that's already a tough one for Buffalo. Not only that, we didn't talk about that Sammy Watkins, their mm-hmm. big playmaker, was very silent today and looks... Well, he's still coming he's back for injury, yeah. so like I think he he's still could, working himself back. He looks like he could still be hurt, which is another... Uh, potential problem for yeah. them. They got they got most of their points yeah. tonight from big plays. I was thinking they, they should be called the big play bills because they got the long touchdown at the start to Marquise Goodwin. They got that other touchdown on third down the for 71 yard yeah. Yeah. And then they got the defensive touchdown where they returned the fumble. So if you eliminate a few plays, they were really, yeah. really poor tonight. Yeah. Bill's upcoming games, they have Arizona next week. Um, they have the Patriots, no Tom Brady at New England. They have the Rams and then the 49ers at home. So That's best-case scenario, two and four. Yeah. I mean, so, and if they're not two and four, if they're one and five, oh, Rex Ryan's fired. Yeah. And I think the likelihood is that one and five. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's also, the thing about Rex, too, is Rex has always been brash and brazen and just talks a big game. Mm-hmm. When you talk a big game and you can't back it up continuously, I feel like your team checks out. Yeah. And especially start off 0-2, that, that's, a, that's a big, tough spot to be in. He tried okay. to motivate his team. I don't know if you saw um, some clips of the speech where he was talking to his team. It was profanity laced, lots of f bombs. Where he basically said that his job is on the line and sort of motivated them to step up. Um, would that motivate you? To me, that would put too much p- more pressure on me. It's like, hey, someone's like livelihood. It's like, hey, I'm watching out for myself right now because I don't want to get cut. That was actually a big criticism about that speech. Was that people felt that he made it too much about himself and that should have been about his players and his. Team. Team and it was more about his ass on the line. Well, I feel like with Rex always being known sort of as the player's coach, so to speak, that is sort of the way he talks to his guys, sort of, you know, I'm there for you. I, I always stand up for you. So now I kind of need you to run through that wall for me so that we can keep this going. 
but obviously kind of didn't work out that way this week. <laughs> well, well, speaking of the game, though, what did you think about the uniforms on the teams? That's right, because yeah. now we get we color got rush. we got the color yeah. rush, color rush to help help people who are colorblind I, identify. Another- Who's on whose well, team? Also, just another way for the NFL to make money and market. Well, actually, a hundred percent of the proceeds from the Color Rush uniform sales go to the NFL Foundation, which is for youth sports and you know, sort of tackling that little concussion issue yeah, thing that they're going through. To, to further that, the first half million raised is going to towards the uh, residents in Louisiana replace the football equipment and the fields that were lost in the summer floods, which is good. That's, but, I, you know. that's all good, but let's actually bring up... You brought up a great point that I didn't too. think of with the concussion issue. So last week, Cam Newton got mm. destroyed. Okay. Helmet hits over and over and over again. Stayed in the game the whole time. Tonight, Tyra Taylor took a shot, and the refs took him out of the game. They're like, no, you got to get checked out now. I mean, it's clearly backlash from all the negative press that got the following week. Tyra Taylor was fine, came back in a few plays later, but... Should it be like? Shouldn't the trainers really go out there first before the refs are pushing him off the field? You would think so. I mean, it's a great point, but I feel like to your point, everyone is overreacting. They're overcorrecting actions based off of what we saw on Sunday in Week One. All of the you know conversation that is happening. And the protecting of the players, so I think that to be safe, to avoid, I guess, the back-end criticism, we all know how many hits the NFL is taking for various things at this time, so. It was a massive hit, too. I mean, he had three guys to one, and his head just snapped back at the end of it, so... It was. I mean, I, I can kind of see where they're coming from on that one. It wasn't like it and was, was a light hit on you know? the field, but perhaps that maybe he looked a little off to them. I, I think I, the way his he kind of fell did in the replay anyway, but. I, I don't know. I think they're probably just a little nervous, too, of what had happened yeah. previously. Well, Michael, what do you think? I, yeah, I think <laughs> the NFL in general has been very reactionary mm-hmm. with most of their uh, protocols, rules, and, and everything when it comes to concussions and hits. So I think it's just another reaction to, to last week and uh, trying to make it seem like they care or they're more concerned. But I don't think that they come out ahead of it. I think they come. they always come... From like behind it, they're always late to the party. Reactionary, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think everything that they do is in reaction as opposed to being like ahead of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though they're trying to be a little bit better about it, I I don't know. I think it was just because of last week. It could very well be. I mean, we're we're talking a lot of like you know negative things about things because mainly pertain about Buffalo. Let's get a little positive. Let's talk (laughs) about the Jets because again we're. Kind of touched at the beginning of the show. They're balanced offense. So tonight, you had Eric Decker, six catches, 126 wow. yards, and a touchdown. Marshall, we mentioned, six catches, 101 yards. With one really bad drop, by the way. Yeah. yeah. With one really bad drop out there for yeah. Brandon Marshall. Inunwa? Is that how you pronounce it? Quincy Inunwa. Quincy Inunwa, six catches, 92 yards. No one's ever heard of him until tonight. Hello, Quincy. <laughs> Welcome. And, and, then, and then you got Matt Forte. Matt Forte... Yes. Chicago didn't want to keep him because they felt his time was up. He's yep. 30 years old, going to be 31 as the season goes on. His time did not Running look like it was up mm-hmm. tonight. No. He looked, he looked 100 great. rushing, 100 on the dot, three rushing TDs, 
First jet since Curtis Martin in the year 2000 to have at least 100 yards and three touchdowns on the road. That's an amazing game. These are the athlete stories I love, and there was two of them for me tonight. It's that and Fitzpatrick, who in the last game he threw for three picks. And then to come back and get your revenge and, and, you know, play as well as he did. And then for this one, to have people say you're washed up, you're done, you know, shouldn't be playing, and then to come out like that. Those are the reasons, like, I love watching sports and such great moments for fans. Yeah, I mean, he Matt Forte proved that he is still an elite running back. Absolutely. And he's known as the running back who, one of the best uh, receiving running backs in the NFL. Tonight only had two catches for nine yards. Exactly. He ran the ball through Buffalo all night. My, my only concern about uh, Matt Forte is can he hold up over a 16-game season if he's getting the ball and running it 25 times a game? Because that's a pounding as a running back mm-hmm. to take. And uh, it's early in the season. He is older. So we'd have to see as it, as it goes along. But uh, he had a great game tonight. But if the no Jets, question. oh sorry, if the Jets continue with this type of balanced offense, I think that you can ride him a little bit to that sort of um, throughout the season like that. Because if it's spread out, then there'll be moments where he'll be able to rest and sort of get back sort of his balanced mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Game as a you know older guy, and so the, so the Jets are one and one now. They they had the nail biter in Week One. They did. The, even though technically it was a one score victory tonight, felt like a lot more. It did. It, wow. it didn't yeah. feel like it was a six point game that came down to an onside kick, but it did feel mm-hmm. like the Jets were in complete control of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then what does the Jets schedule the next few weeks? The Jets Jill? schedule over the next few weeks. Yeah. Next, next next week they travel to Kansas City. Yes, they do. That's going to be a tough one. It's a tough place to play, but they do have the extra time. True. To prepare and rest and rest. Uh, um, the Jets schedule after that. That's why I feel like it was so crucial for them to win this game because, as you said, they're at Kansas City next week. The week after that is against Seattle, then at Pittsburgh, and whoa. then at Arizona. Brutal. So it's a brutal that's, schedule. If brutal. they hadn't won this, I'm not really sure where they would have netted out because those next four to five games. I mean, they they could they could legitimately lose all those games, but nobody can be mad at them for no. that because those are. For the best teams in the mm-hmm. NFL, I think I think they're going to come out of those one and three or two and two, right? Because they're the Jets are right there, you know, playoff contenders. They've got the players, they've got a decent coach, and uh, now that they've got a win under their belts, they've got some momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let Let's talk a little bit fantasy, a little fantasy mm-hmm. football based on on players tonight. We kind of touch on some of the players' um, big days, fantasy wise. You, you're happy if you had any of these players starting. I mean, I know um, a friend of mine had Tyrod Taylor in, even though he did throw that interception. He had a good game. Three touchdown mm-hmm. passes. Yeah, three touchdown passes. Um, typical fantasy scoring would have had about 30 and a half points tonight. Uh, Forte, top scorer tonight with 31. You had uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with 23. Eric Decker, thanks to the touchdown, with 24 and a half points. Uh Goodwin and Salas, the two guys who caught the long touchdown passes for Taylor, both ended with 19 apiece. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if anybody had those two players on right. the roster. Right. Again, those are guys that people are going to be looking up, especially if Watkins is still hurt. Right. Yeah. Obviously, look, okay, well, these guys are other options to have. A- absolutely. Uh, I gotta say, Salas's dive was probably one of my favorite right. moments as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. That was a great dive. Yeah. He landed it well. I noticed that too. That as, as soon as he do- as soon as he dove, I was thinking he's gonna drop the ball. I did too. I thought he's he was gonna drop the ball before it goes in the end zone. He's a former he's a former Jet too. 
Oh, yeah. that, oh, that, that, was, that mm-hmm. felt good to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why he probably went for that, a little yeah, extra. Yeah, extra. If you guys want to check out that highlight, it's on my Twitter, at Stiletto Jill. <laughs> there you go. Talking there about you a little go. extra, not to cut off your fantasy, no, we'll come back. But what do you guys think about the, the taunting calls tonight? I think that it's, the refs are just, they're just trying to pull it back. They're trying to reign in control. I think they're trying to set the tone for the season. I'm a trash talker. I like a little bit of trash talk. I think it enhances the game. I think it's necessary. You don't go that hard and put that much physical yeah. effort in not to say, hey, I'm better than you. You know, just a little bit. Is that your trash talking? Hey, I'm better than you. <laughs> no, that's just me being, you know, the PC version of it. Let's just, you know, <laughs> say how deep it can get. But I like a little bit of trash talk. I think that the, it enhances the game. I like that. And well, speaking of taunting, they instituted a new rule this season where if you get two of those taunting penalties, you get ejected. So it's something that we'll have to see how it plays out during the season if anyone actually ends up getting ejected for taunting. It's two in the same game. Two in the same game, exactly. So those players, that's why now the referee has to announce that so-and-so got this penalty. If he gets one more, he'll be ejected. I Mm -hmm. almost feel like with those things... If, if we're doing it like that, they should also, in the NBA, you know, if you get X amount of technicals or X amount of flagrants, you automatically get suspended for a game. Um, so, I I mean, I wouldn't necessarily do it with the taunting, but maybe the personal foul sure. penalties. I you know, like, you get mm-hmm. six, seven personal foul penalties in the course of the season, you're out the next game. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the one difference, I guess, with the NFL, especially compared to these other sports, is that the NFL, each game means so much more because there's so few of them. Sure. Comparatively. But I feel like it is like the NFL's way of making like a yellow card system. It's like two yellow cards, you're out. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. so. Well, let's get in. Um, um, JJ, Jill, you guys apparently have some gossip. <laughs> Go ahead and start, NFL lady. gossip. <laughs> Just let's a see little bit. You know, Rex Ryan, We his weight has been a subject of conversation. I remember a couple of I years ta- back. I talk about it all the time. I mean, <laughs> when I personally became a fan of Rex water Ryan talk. with hard knocks when he was like, let's go get some effing snacks. I'm all about the snacks. I'm <laughs> all about going to get some snacks. And Rex probably had a few too many, and so he got the lap band. But he's recently gotten the lap band removed because he wants to keep his brother Rob company because Rob is depressed and gained a couple of pounds. So apparently your brother gaining weight with you is a good thing. Well, I guess they were supposed to... Wasn't he doing it to try to motivate that they could lose this weight together? But, and Rex said he's already gained 30 pounds. Yeah. For, since he took out the lap. Yeah, I, I think in general he's just going to have to start cutting his brother off because he's, he's just bringing him down in all aspects. Man. Why? What kind of family bonding is that exactly? <laughs> What kind of procedure removes yeah. the lap band? Yeah, like I didn't it, even know, I know you could do that. Well, it's, just, it's just like a little band, and it goes around your stomach, so it, it just restricts, I guess, the amount of food and how far it can expand. So if you take it off, it just goes back to normal. Now we can go to buffets with his brother again. <laughs> you know? Buffalo, Buffalo diners are happy. Yes. Are That's the real winner here. <laughs> how, so, realistically, how many games do you... How short of a leash do you think that... Um, Rex has this season. I I think if he's worse than two and four, he's gone. Well, what's what's when's their bye week? Because usually changes with the coach happen during uh, a bye week or off of a bye week. So depending um, on when that is during the season, I'm gonna pull be, it up right now. Would be a good time because usually that's a time when they make changes. Let me see if when they would have it. So it looks like they, they have it late, late bye. So then yeah. probably not mm-hmm. then for Buffalo, but. I could. I mean, it depends each organization, but I think Rex. This is this is it. I think this is his last season. 
uh, it's definitely, I mean, unless they have some miraculous playoff push, it's definitely going to be his last season, if he lasts the entire season. I don't foresee that happening. Um, was there was there any news? Yeah, a couple more gossip. Go um, yeah. Well, just New Era took over the field for this game or for this year, and uh, before the game, they offered fans that they could get free body painting, so they would spray paint fans in blue or red for the color. So that was a little fun tidbit for the fans That's at the game cool. today. Uh, another one, since Eric Decker had such a big game, we can talk a little bit about his wife. She was putting out tweets today saying she was out there pitching new shows in New York City again, so people can... She said, I know... She asked, what shows do you want to see, people? And she said, I know you want Eric and Jesse. Game on season three. But she said, other than that... How many seasons have they done together? They've done two, right? So we're waiting on season three. Do we, I actually do we missed watch it. the show? I watched season one, I'm not going to lie, because I love those two. <laughs> She's highly entertaining to me, and I'm a big country music fan. So, yeah, and I like them. If you guys, uh, if I did you not are, see season two yeah, yet, Yeah, if though. you guys are watching, tell us how it is in the comments. <laughs> Let yeah, us I, know. I, I, think I missed it. Mark, our engineer, we do an after... We have done an after yeah. for that show, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, for which show? For the Eric Decker show. What, what Eric and Jesse Game On. It's on E! Not sure. <laughs> I think we did. They, okay. they took a little. I think they took the season off because she had another ba- or she had a baby. Yeah, I apologize. We have so many reality shows. So, so much wonderful content. Here. <laughs> a lot. Right. There's so much to keep up with. To get it mixed up. <laughs> by, uh, by the way, Buffalo bye week is week ten, uh, so they have so a later yeah. bye week. So well, I would say that if Rex makes it to the bye week and they're having an atrocious season, he'll definitely be fired by then. But mm-hmm. I think it, I think it'll be sooner than I, that. Yeah, I can't see him at, making it at the way they're going right now. That's been really quick. Can we talk about one down spot for the Jets? Yeah. Can we talk about Revis Island being sold? That it's no longer in effect. I don't think there's an island anymore. It's yeah. It's, it's more kind like of a suburb, a peninsula, mm-hmm. maybe. A plateau? Ah. <laughs> it's gone. And it was it really hurt my heart because I feel like Daryl Darrell Revis um manipulated free agency better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. He bet on himself, he took short deals, got his cash, got a ring, spent that dead season in Tampa, and you know, mm. came back to the Jets. Just he gets seventeen million this season and he's chilling and getting burnt play after play. So I just wanted to mention that. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel like it's good to be king. What trash talk would you give him? <laughs> hey, Darrell Revis, you're not as good as you used to be. Take that. Take that, Darrell Revis. <laughs> well, along with your like 17 million. Yeah, that, that was my best. That was my best Jill impression right there. Hey, it can get dirty. We just we're just giving him the benefit of the doubt because we respect the game plan. We I just can't... want him to know that you know, it's time to think about maybe you know. Post-career moves. I like that his team's not giving up no, on him, though. After the game, Brandon Marshall was still very supportive of the, him. The and next, the next we'll move see. for Revis is going to be moving to safety. Uh, yeah. He was talking he's about, talked about it, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he already knew he was losing a step, so he'll move to safety. He's got, I think he'll, he'll just be a good lose a step. <laughs> he lost a few steps. However, <laughs> you got to say, he was burnt by Marquise Goodwin, who's probably the fast guy in the yeah. NFL. He's, he, did, he was in the Olympics. Yeah. Too, so, long jump. So yeah, so he can't mm-hmm. get mad at Revis for that play. I mean, he's really fast. His so 40 time yeah. is like it's a just, track star. It's just bad timing when everyone's talking about what happened to Revis in week one yeah. and then this first play in week yeah. two. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and it definitely yeah. does put you on notice and on blast. So now when people look at the you know other wide receivers, they're like, I can go against Revis. I mean, he's getting taken by anybody. And yeah. other offensive coordinators can look at the game plan and say, 
you know, we want to visit Revis Island. Yeah, what type of fantasy advice do you have for those that have Revis on their team? Well, the, for most part, for the most part, they would have the Jets' defense. They, not mm. many leagues these days tend to draft individual defensive players. Sure. Some do, but for the most part, they just draft um, the defense and special teams. Where tonight, Buffalo would have had the better game in that respect because of the fumble recovery touchdown. I'm learning so much about fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. I do not play, but I might be encouraged. Well, you know what? We're going to give you a little more breakdown because now let's break down some of the games happening this Sunday and some fantasy players to look out for. Let's do it. So, right off the bat, I'm going to I'm going to mention one guy that I think people should really watch out for and it's also my upset of the week, and that would be Gary Barnage of the Browns. Tight end for the Browns because Josh McCown is back at quarterback. Cleveland's playing against Baltimore. Oh, that's a rivalry. They're home against a rival, the Ravens. RG3 injured. Shocker. McCown <laughs> is back in, and Barnage only has great games when McCown is thrown to him. He'll uh, Barnage could easily have 80 yards and a score, and I honestly think the Browns are going to win this game. Thursday night football, AFC. Oh, that yeah. was oh. me trying to. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't know what that was. Check thing. I don't know. Let's see. Jill, Jill's good. iPad Jill is, 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 iPad is doing stuff. <laughs> it was so shocked that I said the Browns are going to win that the iPad started defending. I was trying to get the in the chat room winning. to trust, see what you guys me, are saying. But not many people think the Browns will win any game, but I'm picking them to win this it's game. A, it's a good call, though, no, because last season when Gary Barnage and Josh McGowan played together, they were one of the dynamic duos. Gary Barnage, one of the top tight ends in fantasy all season long with Josh McGowan at quarterback. And I think that for the Browns, having Josh McCown in at quarterback is actually going to be an improvement to Robert Griffin uh, the third. So mm-hmm. I actually think some people think that you know this will be a loss for the Browns. I think it's going to be a gain. Yeah, no, I, I agree. McCown, when he's healthy, leads that offense. And now, I mean, no more Travis Benjamin, but now they have Terrell Pryor, who, Terrell Pryor. who week who week one showed showed some promise. Not bad. I Cor- think he'll get a touchdown this week too. And they have Corey Coleman, and then in in week five, Josh Gordon will finally return. Yeah, and then we'll really see what happens. Yeah. But so that that's my one key player to watch out for. And on a side note, then I would say anybody on Arizona, Arizona. <laughs> just just anyone on that team because they're so angry mm-hmm. that they got humiliated. At home, Sunday Night Football against no Brady, no Gronk, no um, Nikovich, no, um, and there was one other nice guy. Nice inclusion. Yeah, um, yeah, and there was one other big, big role player who was out too. Cardinals should have won that game by like three scores, yeah. and they lost to a backup quarterback they, on his first game, prime time. Well, well, they missed a field goal. They missed a field goal. It shouldn't have been that close, though. Agreed. They, they. I think that the, the Cardinals came... You know, thinking they were just going to win just by showing up, and you can't do that against yeah. a Bill Belichick-led team. Yeah, and now and this week they're at home against Tampa, Tampa who is looking better. That's a that's a sneaky. I mean, Tampa's a sneaky game. team. Um, I, yeah, Arizona's James has been shown. Like, James had he announced himself in Week One. He had four touchdowns. Yeah. Tampa Bay looked amazing. Mike Evans was great. So that's a that's going to be a shootout the, the, in the it, desert. It will be it will be a shootout, but Arizona's still favored by seven. Oh. And I mean. I can see Palmer with three touchdowns. David Johnson have a good game. Fantasy points galore. I love David Johnson in that game. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald looked fantastic in week one. He's a legendary player. Mm -hmm. He should have another another strong game. So So those are my key fantasy uh, players to look out for. What about you guys? What what do you have? I would Mm -hmm. say I'd look to the Pittsburgh game. Okay. 
Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, no, no. Sorry, not Baltimore. It's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Yeah. The other division rivals, they're mm-hmm. going to be playing, and they hate each other. Yeah. So I'm looking at that game, and I'm looking at D'Angelo Williams. Mm-hmm. Really like D'Angelo Williams at running back. Well, after what he did in week one. Well, yeah. And that's the backup. He's the backup. <laughs> he should be the... He would start on so many teams. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, JJ? Well, I'm like you. I, I don't play... I don't play fantasy yet either. I just mm. play fantasy baseball. But um, well, but maybe after this, you guys will get us both going, and right. we'll start doing this. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had who I did have down was Carson Palmer because I thought he was going to be extremely fired yep. fired up. So I had him, and well, I had can, Demarco we can, Murray. We can, and look, we can look to the local game here in Los Angeles. We have the Rams and the Seahawks. Ra- Rams were their first mm-hmm. regular season home game in Los Angeles. In, yeah, regular in in LA in twenty. 20- Two years, twenty-three years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they're at home against the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks. who they notoriously play really well against. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. It like, is. for they some reason, for the Rams, the Rams beat the Seahawks in both their meetings last season. That's right. Now it is a different team. I would look at Seattle's defense in Good this point. one, and I would also say to not look at the the Rams quarterback. <laughs> Rams have no offense, period, um, if we're judging by Monday. So yeah, let's I mean, just move on. The one well, player, I, 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 I would move on. I, I would love this to be the surprise upset of. I would just love it. it. I mean, it, it I know. May, it may be because the, the Rams do play the Seahawks really well. They, they, they can't play like they played on last Monday night. The one player in that game for the Rams that everybody would have in fantasy, Todd Gurley, the running back, was not good in week one. But that's because... It seems like everybody's game plan against the Rams is going to be to stack the box and not let them run against you and see if they can pass it against you. So we'll have to see if if LA makes any adjustments. Question on the Rams, we kind of talked mm-hmm. about it before. So would you guys put in Goff? I don't know if I would. I if I put him in against a division rival, let alone one of the best defensive teams in the NFL for his first game, that would be coaching suicide. I would I would definitely keep him out of this game. Week three, here's maybe a, jump him in. Here's a start. I would at least let him put the shoulder pads on. Yeah, have me suit it up. Suit it up just in case someone gets hurt. I just I, I want him at least to have, be on the field in uniform. Can we get to that? He was the first pick of the draft. You traded everything for him. At least let him get the uniform on. He right. doesn't have to go into the game, but can we at least be on the sidelines in uniform, feel like he's part of the team? We both talked a little bit before. Our biggest concern was, I don't know if you guys watch Hard Knocks or not, but when you have a quarterback who doesn't know where, where, where the, the sun, sun rises and sets, it's a yeah, it's a little troublesome because that should be a really smart player there behind running your she team. So and, and you should well, know that. And, yeah, and speaking of rookies, one more fantasy player to look at: rookie Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys. Mm, they yes. are at Washington against the the Redskins. We saw what D'Angelo Williams did on them last week. Ezekiel Elliott, I think, will will have a strong game as well. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And let's and let's to to wrap the show up. Let's look at a preview to next Thursday's game. So we got um, the Texans at my New England Patriots. That's right. <laughs> minus Garopp- or minus Brady. So we got Garoppolo on the short week at that point. Do you think a short week will have a big impact on an inexperienced quarterback like Garoppolo? I do. Ab- absolutely. I think, I think the one thing that we saw from the Patriots in week one was that Bill Belichick had a lot of time to game plan. Knowing, you know, because preseason doesn't matter. So there was a lot of time to get ready for the Arizona Cardinals. Whereas in the next week, after this weekend's game, the Patriots are going to have three days 
to, to game plan for uh, this Houston Texans team, which has J.J. Watt on defense, mm-hmm. has some players, and uh, a coach by Bill O'Brien um, knows Bill Belichick, and it's going to be much more difficult, I think, for Garoppolo. And that's going to be an interesting game next Thursday. I think it's going to be an exciting game. You got a score? You want to predict the score? Yeah. Well, let's note that. <laughs> well, let's just note that we're doing this on Thursday, and there's going to be a whole weekend. So sure. we don't know yeah. if something happens to each team and stuff. But if, if I'm going to say it uh, early, I'm yeah. going to actually say that I think that Houston will go into New England and win that game. And I'll say maybe 24 to, to 20. All right. Houston. All right. Joe? Yeah, I bypassed the game projections just because <laughs> that's not my strong suit. Do you know? I mean, really, for the same reasons, though. You don't know what type of injuries are going to come out from those short week games. Sunday, Um, I can't remember. I should have put those matchups in. Who New England faces this Sunday. They, but f- I just, they face Miami. Oh, okay. I can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's your team. Yeah. That's Home how you know. Home against yeah. Miami. So, um, I just feel that um, the position that um, Garoppolo's in, Three games in, short game on your third week. Miami is sort of on the downside. I'm sorry, Michael, right now. So not going to be as much of a challenge, but I just think that coming back off of that, he might shock me, but I just don't expect a lot from them in that particular game. And I'm going to be the odd woman out. I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Well, you're not going to be odd because I haven't gotten the pick yet. All right. Nobody, nobody. You have a score? You have a score? I don't know. Not yet. Nobody has ever lost taking the Patriots. By the way, the Patriots win almost all the time. Yeah, but it's it's going to be it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a very defensive minded game. I don't think I think it will be Garoppolo's weakest of his four starts. Sure. Um, I do. I think Osweiler is going to have a little bit of trouble too because he is still getting to know this program. Short week for him too. Absolutely. I'm going 16-13 New England on that one. So a lot of field goals in that game, and definitely a game you're going to want to watch because both yeah. of those teams, uh, if, if you ask me, are both going to be in the playoffs. So you're looking at, yeah. at a good at a good early season matchup next Thursday night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're excited to be talking about football with you guys every yeah. Thursday mm-hmm. here, and you can keep the conversation going on various forms of social media, Michael. How can people reach out to you? You could reach out to me on social media at Mike Rips, M-I-K-E-R-I-P-S. Um, you can find me, Jill Monroe, at Stiletto Jill, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, or Jackson Stiletto Jill for all your sports and pop culture gossip. And I'm at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find me at TomGirl.tv. All right, and you can follow, I guess, my alter ego for now, at Real Rosenberg. And I will be, actually, next week's my bye week, because next week I will be in Honolulu performing in the Hawaiian Improv Festival. Get your tickets for that. They're excited that I won't be here. It's great. Um, (laughs) Performing on the 23rd and 24th, get your tickets at improvaganza.com. And for all your other AfterBuzz TV news and gossip, follow them on Twitter, at AfterBuzzTV. Thank you so much for tuning in to Thursday Night Football After Buzz. For Michael Rippey, Joe Monroe, and J.J. Jurgens. I am Josh Tariff. We will see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.